preparing for the fourth. Um, the fourth is not uh, the position you take in premiership. The fourth is something special that God introduced to our pastor. And he's been hammering on it for a while now, about, um, I'll say, about two months now, the fourth year, the fourth year, the fourth year. And I think it started um, all the way from uh, the next conference when uh, Dr. K talked about the fourth year. And, you know, like every prophetic word, you must take it and you must run with it. He says that you should... Um, run with the prophecies that have gone ahead of you that's what scripture says that you may um, fight the good fight of faith with them and so i'm just going to ask um pastor shola this uh, evening as the first question what exactly does the fourth mean uh what exactly does it mean sir all right good evening everyone um i don't even know where to start from today today i feel playful I know those who are watching and are like, which kind of pastor is this? I actually feel playful, like we should just play. Like we should just do tinko tinko all through and then go home. How many of you, you know, like what did you do in church today? We did tinko tinko. <laughs> Amen. All right, let's lift up our hands and just wave to God. Father, we just love you. We just give you praise. We just give you praise. You know, when I was coming here this morning, this evening, I, I heard a song in my heart, and I was just trying to remember it, so I was checking online if I could pick, and then I just remembered the song. And I, I, I truly think that that song is, um, it's, it's going to affirm some of the things that God is saying to us in this season. Amen. It's a very simple song. You all probably know the song. It's Amen. 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 All right, pause there. PD, what's the meaning of amen? Can you explain for us the meaning of amen? Amen is not this something that you say when you are finished praying. Uh, I'm reminded of my son when I pray for him. Daddy, there's something around my leg, and then he just goes. I say, No, you say amen. But I haven't really explained to him. Amen means I agree, so shall it be. So if there's a promise in the word, when it's done, you say, I agree, so shall it be. It's, it's the foundation upon which we hear the God's word is the final authority. When you agree with the final authority, I mean, God is a judge of all the earth. And if he has decreed a thing, no one can change it. No one can alter it. So when you say, I agree, so shall it be. It's like what Mary said when the angel appeared to her and said, The Spirit of the Lord will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And she did not exactly say amen, but she said, Be it unto me according to your word. So when you say amen, you're saying, Be it unto me according to your word. I agree, so shall it be. Now, now pity, if uh, PL rather, and so Jesus then says that if two of you shall agree and the meaning of amen means I agree. So it means that for anything to be done on the earth, there has to be an agreement, right? A cooperation, both with man and with God. So it means that the fourth can remain words 
excitement without conscious agreement to it. You want to speak to us a little bit about that? Very, very profound, sir. Um, and just like you have said, it can remain mere words on the tablet of our heart. It can remain just as it is. It can become a slang for some people. And if we don't engage what the thought really means, if we don't, because here's the thing, with God, when God said the fourth, he had something in his mind. There's an agenda for the fourth in his mind. And so it is left for us to go back to him, to align and ask God, God, what does this fourth mean? Because if you don't do that, you'll just be left to the words alone. Because you then need to agree to what God is saying concerning the church, concerning your life. Because, you know, just like Pastor has always said, it's beyond the church. Because when, when we say the church, we're really saying the people, and it's you and I. So when God is saying the thought in your life, when God is saying there's going to be an expansion in your life, you're asking God, what exactly is this word? What does it translate to in my own life? And that's the only way we can actually, you know, partner with God and really agree, you know, where that word is concerned. And you know, sir, one of the things I was going to ask you today was, you know, as we prepare for this fourth season, one of the things that I know is that there is a price to pay for this, for, for the fourth. There's a price. There's a sacrifice to pay. And we must all get to a place where we, and it's tailor-made for everyone. It's a tailor-made sacrifice, a tailor-made price. And we must all, you know, go to God and ask God, what exactly do, should I be doing in this season? What ex, what's the price to pay in this fourth season that you know we're just announced that that has been announced over the church? What exactly am I supposed to be doing? What's the sacrifice you know that is needed to be paid? And so, and that's the only way we can partner with God. That's the only way we can come into agreement where the fourth is concerned. And so on Sunday, I want everyone's attention. So on Sunday, I came and I said that we've come into a season of expansion. How many of you remember that word? All right. If you're online, I'd like you to just stay very focused, stay connected to the service. Don't get distracted. Um, because I, I sense that God is going to do something in this meeting today. So when we say that we are in a season of expansion, and then we say, hey, amen, it means we agree with that. All right, so let's, let's try it. I want to prophesy over you and I want to announce in the name of Jesus that this is a season of expansion. Let me say it again. I want to prophesy over you in the name of Jesus. This, from this hour, let the expansion begin. So lift your hands to God and say, Amen. 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 Do you agree? Do you agree? Amen. Say. Amen. Korabatala bragatala bahaya. Say. Hey. 
work with me. The drummer, work with me. All right. See, music and sound and worship is powerful. When we come to meetings like this, and we we have to walk together to achieve it. So it's a fast nut. Boom, 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 boom. Do you get that? Tell him. You know what to do. You tell him. So I want to prophesy again, and I want to pray over every single person. Even if I'm not laying my hands upon you, I want to say that there would be a shift. I want to say that from this hour, let there be expansion. Amen. Now lift your hands and agree. Say hey man. Come on, sing for your new season. Lift your hands. It is raining. <laughs> Woo! 
Jesus, right on Jesus. The fourth year. Hey. Hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> Heaven came down and glory filled my Then I was lost, my Savior. Do you want to raise your voice and prophesy this verse? Kopatala brother has. My sins were washed away. Ay, 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 ay. And my nights. Koba, ta, 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 ta. Amen. Amen. One more time. Amen. it. Thank you, Jesus. All right. This evening, I want to say a few things about preparing for the fourth. And some people, when you hear the word the fourth, like Pastor Laddie had said, for some people, it's just that, you know, the new is going to be four year old um, in the fourth year. So that's the reason for the fourth. So it's sort of like a tagline or a campaign name for next year. And that's all that there is to that name or to the fourth. Now, I've been in church circle long enough. And just like Solomon said, he says, I've seen evils in this world I've been in church circles long enough to know 
that whenever a new move comes, not everybody experiences it. Most people are aware about it, but that doesn't really mean that they experience it. Some people talk about it. doesn't really mean that they experience it. I shared a powerful example was just like Elijah and Elisha and the other prophets. The other prophets told Elisha and said to Elisha, do you know that your master will be taken away from you today? He said, oh yeah, I know. They said, do you know that your master? And so they knew what God was doing, but they were not willing, just like you said, to pay the price, to pursue after what God was doing. And so it means that in a church, you would always have those who are hungry and thirsty, willing to go for that which God is saying, and then you always have the spectators. I'll give another example. The Bible says about the woman with the issue of blood, there were thousands of people touching Jesus. And all of a sudden, Jesus paused and said, who touched me? Because there were so many people who were touching just to touch but someone came with expectation now scripture says that the expectations of the righteous shall not be cut so my first question to everyone as we prepare for the fort what is your expectation because you see what will not be cut short is the expectation not the awareness because you can be aware and be informed but yet not experience it and your expectation would always drive you to action and so people would do what they do in this season based on expectation you see I have noticed this not just in young adult churches not in the millennial or gen Z or whatever it is every generation it's easy for people to flow with the trend and people talk about things everyone is talking about even though they know nothing about and so as a church we're screaming the fourth, the fourth, the fourth and everyone can say the fourth, the fourth but what does the fourth mean to you? let me tell you what touched my heart the most have you noticed that people who share testimonies the most in churches are first timers and people who are maybe not co-workers because sometimes I often realize that people get too familiar we've heard the move of God so much that something new is happening we've heard that word something new something new is happening that we actually just glide and say oh something is happening something new is happening but really never experience that something new because you see you can be around Jesus but yet not experience it that's why Jacob said the Lord was right here and I knew it not so to start with what does the fourth mean to you now if we say that we are in a so let me help break this down a little bit so that people can understand how to position and receive from God if we say we are in a season of expansion as a church definitely the oil and the grace must flow down to the people because the people are the church 
The church is not a location. It's not a building. So when we are saying we are in a season of expansion, we are not talking about the worlds of the church, the LED being expanded, the microphones, the physical building. We are actually talking about what God wants to rot amongst his people. The Lord is mighty in our midst. And it's with that might. You see, as I just said that word, the Lord is mighty in our midst. I just felt an, a, a powerful presence just envelop this room. Lift your hands to God. Wow. All right, look at me, everyone. How do you experience the fourth? But I'll start off by talking about why revivals die in every move of God and why people don't experience the fullness of it. Number one is a lot of people don't come with expectation. Let me tell you something. Write that down. Expectation is the murder of the miraculous. Now, have you realized that every time Jesus, let us even go too far. The story of Peter and John in the beautiful gate. They looked at the guy who was lame. You know what they said to him? Look on us. What were they trying to get from him? His expectation. Because it's the expectation of the righteous that will not be cut short. So, what are you expecting from God in this season? What's your expectation? What's your expectation? What's your expectation? Now, let me take it up a little bit higher. Your expectation is not only to say, I want to buy a new car, because that, and it's okay to have such expectations. But you know what the apostles prayed for? They prayed that God would wrought mighty miracles through their hands. Now, the word mighty miracles doesn't only necessarily mean walking of wonders in terms of people getting healed and people getting sick but that your life is a mighty miracle oh these people are not getting what I'm talking about that the workings of God within you is a mighty miracle that God begins to walk mighty works through your life that even when people ask you that how are you doing it? You know that there's nothing else going on here but God. That's the kind of expectation you should have. Those are the kind of expectations. Let me share something with you guys. For the past two months now, I've been thinking to myself. And I've been saying to the Lord, I won't tell you. But I'm talking about the kind of expectation that I have for the fourth year. It's not just about money or car, all those things. Anybody can have those things. But I'm talking about a grace that you've desired but you have not walked in. Because see, when you begin to believe, ah, they're not ready to hear this. When you begin to believe for the intangible, it would always produce the tangible. Yes. 
Ah, oh God of glory. When you begin to believe for the intangible, do you know that? Let me give you a good example, everyone. Look at me. Do you know that there are people you actually meet and you want to do them good? You you just want to help. You know, when I was coming today, I was actually literally thinking about that in the car. There are people you meet and you want to do them good. You want to be a blessing to them. You want to help them. You want to buy things. Like, you just love them for no reason. Do you know it's a grace? I hope you know it's a grace. And there are people who they've done nothing to you, you just don't like them. It's disgrace. <laughs> so, and there are people, it's a fragrance. So let me tell you the kind of expectation I have from God. Let me give you a little bit of insight. I said, God, give me a fragrance that men cannot but contain to want to embrace. That's the expectation. I'm not asking for a car. Car will jam. Car, you can sell car tomorrow. Do you want to remove the fragrance on car? But I'm talking about something that will rest upon you. Lift your hands and pray in the spirit. Did you get it? Pray in the spirit now. Pray in the spirit now. My wife, pray in the spirit. You're not insane. Pray in the spirit. Paraga Shavara Bahalakas. Look at this. Watch me, everyone. Let me explain what I'm saying to you. Acts 10 38. Acts 10 38. Look at it. Scripture says, How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed by the devil for God was in him. So, it means that if God did not anoint, there was no going and there is no doing good and there is no healing. So, it is not in the works. Ah. Because you see, some of you are believing for the fourth as my business will just grow. I'm talking about a grace that when it's upon you, this must grow. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm talking about a grace that when it's upon you, things Are you hearing what I'm talking about? That's what I'm asking God for. That, let me stand up. That you wear a cloth, a fragrance, a, a spirit that you yourself, you know, it's not what I'm doing. It's not who I am. That you are called to ministry and ministry is operating at a speed you know you are literally being carried not by works, not by anything that you do let me take it to another level for you that uh, are you ready to hear this that the carrying of the spirit is not even amounts of the time you pray but it's a grace that you desired. Let me tell you this. In the realms of the spirits, the purchasing power is desire. He that hunger and thirst shall be filled. In this realm, we don't buy with money. That's why when you sow seeds, you are not giving a natural exchange to God. It's not kalo kalo. It's not naira bet. It's 
an act of obedience that is responding to something. So what I'm explaining to you is this. That when you desire such grace, the purchasing power to receive such grace is your desire, nothing else. Am I come? Are you talk, Am I, I? Are we talking together? It's a desire, Lord. I desire this grace. I receive it, Lord. I desire this grace. It's a grace, and that's what you need. For some of you, in your business, it's a grace that you need. If you like, pray from tomorrow to next tomorrow, next year. That's not what you need, because you see, people are believing God for one-time miracles where they can be do you think Jesus was looking for miracles the people around him were looking for miracles but he was anointed Acts 10 38 he carried what can produce the miracles I'm not asking for miracles I want to carry what glory to God please help me fix this mic I want to carry what will produce it I don't want I don't want one time miracles oh god this one oh god I want to carry what will produce it That's what we're talking about So when we talk about the fourth we are talking about because this is where people miss it What we are talking about about the fourth is the intangible not the tangible Are you hearing me well It's the intangible which is Isaac said to his sons go and look for venison when I eat I will bless venison is physical you can see the blessing you can't see ah. then when Esau came he said it is too late I've already given it. now it was words though it was words then he's saying that the words I was saying has given somebody nations. Ah! So Jesus really understood when he says the words which I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Because it is spirit that can form things. PD, it's only you that understand what I'm talking about. Let me talk to you alone. It is spirit that can form things. That's why God said, let us make man in our own image. It is to spirit to spirit. Lift your hands, pray in the spirit, you get it. Pray in the spirit. Sabraga Shabravala Hatelabaha. Manga told Sabraga Shabrahatagas. Hallelujah. Now hear this. It says a song it says, Father to child, spirit to spirit. Spirit only responds to spirits. That is why, even in the occult, when they want to call you to order. They can't call you physically. They can only call your spirit. The same way in the spirit realm, in our supernatural realm, we speak to, God can speak to your human spirit. Are you getting what I'm talking about? 
It says, with your bread of life, that's how I come alive. So God says, let us make man in our own image after our likeness. So then, when something comes upon you, that is the spirit of God which is in you, a grace to do that which he has called you to do, now comes upon you in a higher dimension like you have never experienced before. This is why Rebecca knew that I need to position Jacob to get the blessing because the blessing is everything. You can be running up and down to go and sweat, but if Isaac would only release the words, and that word is spirit that forms, because what words does is cause formation, it forms things. Ah, how do I explain it? So, we are praying because for some of you, your experiences of the fourth will start from some of the services. Some people are waiting for feast to get, to get things. You don't know that feast always starts before feast. Programs always start, let me tell you, every program starts the day God calls it. Uh, let me say it five times, you get it. Every program starts the day God calls it. The day God says, now have feasts. That's the day feast starts. God doesn't manifest himself on the day. Are you hear what I'm saying? When he speaks, it starts. Do you hear what I'm saying? God doesn't need to come to start. He says, let us make man our image. He says, let there be light. And what? Let there be feast. And there's feast. What is then feast? Is feast a program? Or feast is a team for you? He says, he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So, feast is not a program. Feast is a prophetic word for you. So, what feast means is that the table is set. Now, eat. But you are waiting for the feast. Before you take your spoon and your fork and your knife. Not knowing that the day he spoke feast was the day feast started. The day he said the fourth was the day the fourth started. Don't dare wait for the fourth. The fourth is already happening. So he says, expand the tents of the tabernacles. What you need to do is expand your territories. What you need to do is believe for more. Go after more. Dear more. It has started already. Don't wait till next year. <laughs> so the fourth is not coming. It's not a program. It's you. And so Jacob understood that. And a position for that. And he got the blessing. The intangible thing. Look at me everyone. What you need for all that God has called you to do in your life is nothing physical. It's the intangible. Reach for the intangible. And then you will see the tangible. Because it's the intangible that produces the tangible. And that is why I say to you again what you should be believing for is something that would come upon you. Ah! Have you ever heard a story of somebody that just looked at you and said, I want to bless you. I want to help you. I want to favor you. Come, I will show you how. Have you seen things like that? He wasn't saying anything. No. He didn't compel. He didn't say, there's a fragrance. Let me explain this way. Have you been in a room, you enter into a room, there's perfume. 
in that room, somebody used a very nice cologne, very, very nice one. And you'd be like, who used it? You used it. Until you locate that person, you won't stop. You get distracted by, ah, who is this nice? Oh, are you the one? Are you the one? Are you the one? Until you now finally find the person. That's what grace does. People will not be able to stop. They will keep asking until they find. Are you the one? Oh, you are the one. Wow. Something new came. Lift your hands and pray in the spirit. Lift your hands and pray in the spirit. Alla barata ne mene mandagato to delegato ne vadia de vandie de donge tilibalagata. Alle mene brode vadia de de. Look at me, everyone. Let me tell you something. Look at me, everyone. I want you to answer me this question. When the new first started, for some of you who were in the new, was this how I used to speak? Was this how I used to teach? Something new came. That's what happens. When something new comes, you will know. And let me tell you what, when something new comes, it comes with ease. Because you wouldn't have to lay, ah, my goodness. And whenever you step into the arena of that something new, it shows up. Let me explain what I mean to you. It means that when something new comes upon your grace for business, whenever you are in the vicinity of business, that grace speaks. If it is ministry, it will speak. If it is career, are you hearing what I'm saying? Now lift your hands and ask God for a fresh grace. One minute. One minute. Pray in the spirit. Come on, pray in the spirit. Now I want you to lay your hands on your head and begin to pray right now, everyone. If you're watching online, lift your hands to God. Put your hands on your head, pardon me, and just pray in the spirit. Fresh grace. Lift your hands. Carry me, oh Lord. Carry me up in your arms. <laughs> in myself, I am weak. I belongs to you. Karabakatalabaka sobratalas. Carry me, carry me. Lift your hands, sing to the Lord. Oh Lord, carry me.
made me wrong. Oh, Lua. One more time. Baby Roll. One more time. Baby down everyone I want to speak for a moment on what the Spirit of just laid in my heart now on the grace for ease you know that I've looked at people's lives people who are supposed to be disqualified people who should what the word would say amount to nothing and things like that. And sometimes you literally see how a grace is at work in their life for ease. And there's truly a grace like that. Tonight, if the Holy Spirit let us get into something else, I want you to bow your heads for just five minutes and ask for that grace upon your life. Everyone. Ask for that grace.
Hallelujah. Amen. Now, watch me, everyone. I want to teach you some things as the Lord has laid in my heart. And if you can, make sure you write these things down. In this season that we are as a church, I remember when I say the word church, I'm actually talking about you. One of the things that you must be very sensitive to is what we all call instructions from God. And I want to really tie in on that tonight. You see, there's a way that cement right and the end is destruction. One of the things that we must come to realization about ourselves is that we all have the potential to fail. And number two is that we can never no matter the level of your knowledge, and underline my word knowledge, we can never be wiser than God. Now, we have the wisdom of God. And that wisdom of God is in cooperation with God. But the thing is, many times, we all think we know how God wants to get across to you. You probably think you know how God wants to set you up to marry you think you know how God wants to help you start that business. You think you know. But there are instructions in God. And tonight, I want to emphasize with all of my heart, as I feel the passion in my spirit, the need to pay close attention to instructions. Because what would always defy two, three, five people in the same church, in the same system, it's the instructions they adhere to per time by God. Because God is the one that knows what you need. And the thing I find many times is that people actually take people's instruction and use and open to get res results from people's instructions. There are tailor-made instructions for you in this season of the fourth. There are things God is quickening your heart to do. And listen... Just because we don't announce it in the pulpit doesn't mean God is not telling you to do it personally. There are instructions. Some of you, your instruction is to pray as though your whole life depends on it. But just because in the church, we are not emphasizing that in the season as much. We are anyway because we've been praying a lot. We've been fasting for the past seven days. Da 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 da. You think, oh, maybe that's not my work to do. And I notice this. Many people put responsibility of instructions on God. If God wants me to pray, then he should wake me up. You don't know what you are doing. He, he wants you to pray. You should wake up. There is a responsibility on you. Amen. For some of you, the responsibility on you or the instruction is get people saved and someone is thinking if God wants me to get people saved then God will bring people to me so that I can go and preach the gospel to them and get them saved that's not how it works 
you go find them. You listen, write this down. Pursue the instructions given to you per time. Pursue it. Pursue the instructions given to you per time. Pos- Let me give you a story. I shared a very powerful story with the pastors on the arrows group, and I just feel led to share it. Instructions are powerful things. You see, because you will never know the end of instructions until you start. One time I was going to OAU campus. I was supposed to go and preach on campus. I think this trip was myself, you, Pastor Debbie, right? The three of us, and, and Toby. We went on a Thursday, right? And ideally, when I go to preach in churches, maybe the new church and things like that, I'll go on that day so that I don't get tired. But for some reason, I felt the prompting of the Spirit asking me to go on, um, on Thursday. So I was trying to dodge it. I was trying to dodge it. I was trying to dodge it. Some of you, listen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You cannot use faith to nullify instructions. Write it down. Write it down. God says, don't travel. You want to fit it out. You cannot use God's word against God's word. Did you hear what I just said? You cannot use God's word to counter God's word. God says, you feel a stirring. I shouldn't travel. Even though they've paid for the trip. Even though you feel like, ah, if I don't go. If you don't go. And then, you know what happens most times? You don't go, and then nothing happens to those who fly. And then you say, I should have gone. But you don't know. It's better to not, not to know than to know. May you not know what you're not supposed to know. So you follow instructions. And so I felt stirred in my heart to go to um, um, OAU that Thursday. And I told my wife, I just said, let me go. So we went. And on that Thursday, there was nothing I was going to do there. I was just going to sit down. No meeting, nothing. And so as I got to Ife. I can't remember who mentioned, somebody said there was a program going on in the church and a particular man of God was going to be there, um, 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 Bishop Francis Waloke, he was going to be there and Pastor Bojan, this was time, oh it was this year, we're planning next conference, right? So I said, okay, let me just go for the conference. I mean, I'm not doing anything on Thursday, right? So let me just go for the conference. So I told Pastor Debbie, I told um, 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 Pastor Laddie, I said, guys, we're going for the conference. As we're about to step out from the hotel room, I heard in my spirit, take a seed for your property. We're planning to move all this time. We're thinking about moving. Say, so take a seed to get a you know, property that your church was going to move into. And I'll tell you, it was 100,000 naira. So I called PD in Lagos. I said, PD, arrange 100,000, transfer it to Toby's account. Right, Toby, go to the campus. Remember, went to campus, went to withdraw the money. And we went for the meeting. So went for the meeting. It was the first day. I had a great time. I, I, I couldn't even see um, Pastor Boyd. But before, I think before we got there, he had left or something like that. So I just... So the next day, we went again. I felt the prompting of my heart. Listen to me, everyone. Follow the prompting of the Spirit. It says, it will lead you beside still waters. It will lead you in which way to go. All this running up and down, trying to figure it out yourself. I know myself. I know how I make it work. But it still hasn't worked. Why don't you allow God carry you? Why don't you allow grace carry you? Even if it doesn't make sense, 
follow the leading of the spirit. Follow it. Part time. Amen. Amen. Now listen. In your life, always have this at the back of your mind. Nothing is cast in stone. You see, the day you have that at the back of your mind, you know that God can, God can change you in any direction he wants to change you. That day, we took the seed and I sat there and I felt we should go give him. So the next day we went, no, we, we didn't, I didn't go to meet him that day. The next day, we took the seed and I spoke to the assistant pastor of the church and I said, oh, that I would like to give a seed um, on behalf of the church and myself to um, Reverend um, Bishop Francis and all of that. Da, 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 da. So the man said, oh, no problem. I was going to speak to the um, senior pastor to be able to connect us and just take the seed. So he said we should wait. So waited downstairs. Remember, it was me, you, and Pastor Debbie waited at the, at the lounge there. This seed was in connection to the property of where we are moving to in the new. That was the purpose of the seed, remember? So we stood there and we're waiting. And right there, I felt a prompting in my heart because we were waiting, the pastor had gone inside to speak to him so that he was going to call us to come and meet him. And I just told, you know, Pastor Debbie and Pastor Laddie, I said, no, this is not how I meet people. I'm not going to see him again. So I took the seed and I gave it to the pastor. <clears throat> and the, the pastor said, oh, no, come and see him. I said, no. I gave him the seed and I left. You see, some of you are lobbying for what? May, may God set you up at timing. Because you see, when you lobby for relationships, associations, I, I know I'm touching things today. When you lobby, lobby for mentorship and it divine, God wants to bring it to you at a platform. Because you see, the gates in which you used to enter into certain relationships are important. And it's on that premise you will remain. Because when you try to heighten it away, it turns to rebellion and dishonor. But God wants to avoid that for you. But an opportunity came and said, this is my divine opportunity. This man I've been trying to meet all along. But God has, God, you see, whatever God wants to give you, sometimes it makes you have a foretaste. Then says, don't drink it. Go and sacrifice Isaac. As you want to kill, you say, oh yeah, don't kill it. Because I'm bringing Jesus. <laughs> but you would have gone Isaac. Ah, Opportunity. What bad that no ah opportunity because say all it is a okay this is all I've been believing God all my life. That's how some of you there are some relationships you felt maybe I should go into, but all of a sudden you felt this is not it for me. And in your heart, you know this person is a nice person. A nice man doesn't mean a tick box from heaven. I just flow by the spirit. Somebody just needed to hear that. It doesn't mean a tick box from heaven. I've known him since we were growing up. It doesn't mean a tick box from heaven. He talks to me the right. He gets me. <laughs> the devil gets you too. Oh yeah. The devil gets you more. We are led by the spirit. Amen. Amen. We are led part time. Amen. Amen. And God speaks part time. Apart from when you are married. Amen? Because some people now say, I, I knew it. God has spoken for me to divorce him. Uh-uh. That's not what we're saying. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Part time, but we are led by the Spirit of God. Part time. There was an opportunity for me to meet him, 
but I just pulled back. I said, no. And we gave him the 100K seat and we left. Let me tell you something. It was a big opportunity that I wanted to have because from when I gave my life to Christ, he was one of the people that had strong influence because I used to listen to him crazily. I would, I mean, some of you who are close to me know how much I, I, is prophetic. Like I, when I go for Wafbeck, I don't go for any session in Wafbeck. I don't go, I watch online. But the day he's speaking, I will be there. The day I will be there. I don't miss any of his sessions on Wafbeck. So that's the kind of person, someone you saw as a young boy, and you've, they've said, oh yeah, come and enter with the seed. And enter and meet. And the spirit says, don't go. That's a sacrifice. I hope you know that. That's why I believe that this season is a season of sacrifice. And sacrifice sometimes is largely what you want and what you should have. But the spirit is saying it's not yet time to have it. Sacrifice. You should actually have it. It's actually good for you to have it. But it says don't have it yet. Sacrifice. So we walked away. I just forgot about, forgot about it. Last week Wednesday, I was sending a message out on my phone to somebody. Then I saw a WhatsApp message. When I saw a WhatsApp message, I, message, I looked at the name. I saw FWO. I looked at the picture. Honestly to God, I thought it was 419 people. I'm telling, I said, ah, uh, <laughs> these people, they've come again. I'm telling you the truth. So I was paused there. I think there was somebody in church. I can't remember who was in front of me at the time. I was like, wait, is this possible? He had sent a private email, email um, I said email, message to me for a selected few number of people. The team of this program, it wasn't a program, it's a conversation with about 40 people and the team was from generate the move of God from generation to generation, about 40 people. Now, watch what is so powerful right here was that he used his personal phone number, his personal phone number to send a message to me. Then I replied, then he responded and he said, I look forward to seeing you. At first I said, have you these people play me while you so I went to call somebody that I know that had his number his personal number I said call the number for me his own number gong, 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 gong. not PA number his own gong, 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 gong. the person called it it was the same thing so I quickly saved it lest it change maybe say sorry it's a mistake sir <laughs> I said lie lie watch this so I went for the meeting when I entered into that room I mean, all the big men of God in Nigeria, they were all there. I sat down there, and before God, I said to myself, how did I get here? I had, there were thousands of people, listen to me, guys. There is something about grace. When grace comes upon a man's life, you know, in that room, I was not listening to all that they were saying. I was just thinking to myself, I was the only one in my generation on campus that there were people who were pastors of other, local, other churches. Lots of people everywhere. I never pastored. I looked at the room. 
I'm like, I didn't want to be a pastor. How am I here? How? How am I here? I'm not going to go into the conversation of what we're talking about. Not only that, we finished everything. You know, may you be able to sit in the place God has put you. Because a new level, sometimes you feel like, stop doing like this in the place God has placed you. If you do like this, they say talk. They say, <laughs> Soros, okay. When God gives you a platform, take it. You must learn, you know, I told you this last week, you must learn how to call yourself what he calls you. If he says you are a blessed man, announce it to the rooftop. I'm blessed. Stop saying, I'm not, I'm not, I don't think I'm really called. In your heart, you know you are called. Who are you deceiving? Sit gallantly where God has placed you. At first, I wanted to say, ah, all these men of God, I was just looking at them like this. Ah, ah, yeah. I just told you myself, ah, ah. myself, I'll be senior pastor now for what now? All of us, the pastor church now, waiting. <laughs> but let me tell you what blew my mind. Ah, God is a master orchestrator. If you follow the spirit, after the meeting, I went to him because he's one of my greatest heroes. I'm telling you, some of you that know me, like, ha, you might not understand. I went to meet him. And he was looking at me like this. Then the old man, he looked at me. Then he drew me close. Then he said, I've heard so much about you. So when he said that thing, I wanted to fall on the ground. I just don't want to misbehave in front of people. Like, I could have carried him. <laughs> Carry him again. Did you hear? You said you heard so much about me? Carry him again. I'm telling you the truth. In my mind, I'm thinking, How? How? I started listening to this man at 15. How? But you see, I would have lobbied that period to meet him and that would be it. And this will not happen. And let me tell you, I was leaving and he called me back and he said, you and I need to have a one-on-one. Not this meeting, one-on-one. when you follow the leading of the spirit all those things that gentiles seek after they would bring it to you I'm telling you so follow the leading of the spirit instructions is important what is God saying to you to do now what is God's word to you now 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 do you know that some of you your hand is too tight to be blessed too tight you are over calculating your giving and you want to give to nations how like think about the equation say I will give to nation I will lend to nation but you are calculating your giving how do you know listen to me children of God I'm, I don't, I'm not even ashamed to talk about giving again before when we talked I was first oh, I will talk about it let me tell you what when it comes to new seasons, one of the things that God would prioritize for you is giving. Let me tell you this. Believe it or not, when God wants to change your level, he asks you to increase your giving. That's it. I'm telling you the truth. 
it would ask you to increase your giving it would tell you double what you're doing whenever you need a new capacity double what you've been doing before instructions you begin to receive divine instructions do this do that do this do that let me ask them questions I've been talking too much because I want us to close by 8.30. Tell me some of the instructions God has given to you about giving that was very hard for you to do. Talk to us about it. I know you you are a man of God. I know you have always been ordained. When God speaks to you, you just do. You just, but tell me. All right. There was one day, um, this was a few years back, um, they did some beats in our office about... um, you know, when they're done with some cars, they fully depreciated them. And then they just bid for members of the organization to just bid and so on. So I showed my neighbor one of the cars and then she just looked at it and said, okay, we want this one. And then we bid for it and then we won the bid. And then it was time to come and collect it. And she sent a mechanic and she said she does not want it again. I said, ah, but you said you wanted it now. And then unfortunately we had to, my wife and I, we had to pay for it, fix the car. I remember the day that um, we brought the car to church. The person that fixed it was in church then, brought the car to church. And um, I just felt like we were supposed to give one pastor the car. And I told my wife, and then she said, okay, thank God for my wife. Please help me appreciate her, you know. <laughs> and we just felt like Wait, it, wait, man. wait, that's a salmon. You can't just go like that. That's salmon. Ah, see salmon material there. That's why you should marry Welu. Some wife, if you tell them, babe, God said we should give her, ah! Oh, party! See what's in the yard? You know, man, you know. Anyway, they go. See, if you go and marry demon, you will be born devil. You know, demon are. <laughs> if you go and marry demon, let me tell you why I married my wife. I kept saying it from campus. We did a show on campus. She gave, I shared this in church before. She, I said, a lie. Someone be lie. <laughs> I go marry this wife. You see, any ones whose hand is easy to give, you can know a family who would have a flow of God's favor. Now watch this. Favor doesn't mean that you have 20 million in your account. It just means that you cannot be stalked. Somehow, somehow, somehow. Somehow, so, are you getting what? Somehow, somehow, somehow. When it's quarter to shame, something will just show up. I'm telling you, that's how this thing works. There's a grace that propels that. There's a grace. And so it's so important who you marry. It's not that, say, give, say, ah, ah, baby, ah, 20 million. Ah. Just know that that one. It's going to kill your destiny. Just run. All right. Thank you, VD. God, may God bless you. I mean, it wasn't easy. It wasn't something that we we're planning. I mean, it was, it, it was something really hard. And then, you know, the car had not even got into our house. It came to church, and mm. then we handed over the key to somebody. Wow. And, you know, and then people were rejoicing with the person. And then I remember... <laughs> <laughs> But I remember, <laughs> you know, and then we just moved on. But then, um, and, and, and that was it. But then, I think it was two years later, um, 
my wife and I were driving, you know, sedans then, and you know, two years later, God blessed us. I got a brand new car. She got a brand new car. And Ooh. I'm not even saying that that is the fullness of the harvest, but That's I know right. that there's so much more that, and there's so many more. So every time that I, th I remember, I think I remember the first time I got a significant promotion, and I felt led that I should give my very first salary, you know, and. It was a bit difficult because you know I don't like to inconvenience the home accounts and so on. I, I can I know I, I know how to abase. I mean I can manage 10k for a month. It's not just to just pam <laughs> and to pam. But you know home your family. So the guy say more go more go play. Say, That's how to pam. You, will you have some friends that will say let's go and eat. Let's, let's just be laughing. Just don't just say anything. Laughing. Just be laughing. <laughs> Any friend that is wise gets the message. Baba Mo go now, Rufus and Bees. <laughs> That's the code. It's not everything you say, I don't have money. I don't have, uh -uh. Just laugh, they will leave you. You know. But there are some, they will leave you. <laughs> you know, so, um, you know, a man, you have a wife, family, and so on. But I asked, I told my wife again, and then, okay. And we gave it, and. Ever since then, every single time after that, that I get a promotion, and I was just looking through my, uh, what do you call it, my profile on the, on the office, there's a way you can check your profile. Every single year, it's either a promotion or a salary increase. Every single year. No year without fail. Every single year, you know, and so, so it's easier to do it now. I mean, we're building now. Two months has entered into this building. You know, two months. And God is going to reward. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pastor Laddie. All right. So um, I remember, I think um, about four or five years ago, we had just started dating myself and my wife. And Can you she... hear what they are saying? My wife. My wife. That's the summer. Today's summer is... My wife and I just <laughs> and you know she she just invited thank you, Lord. me. Thank you, Lord. Lift your hands, everyone. There is none holy as the Lord. There is none beside. Neither is there any Woo. Lift your hands one more time. And there is no What you say you will do
Kora kara kora pala kora Aka kora kata kora kara kora Maka toba akata Hurakaba hurakaba kora kura kara kura kara matwa Hura pala kata pala kata mama Hola One more time. Hola Into of heaven Let it rain, oh God. Let it rain, oh God. Oh, Shadabaha. Say, hope. It can never, never fail. pastorate that has a word if you have a word anyone in the pastorate if you have a word just come forward quickly if you're here anyone that has a word go drop something in your heart while we're just worshiping anybody thank you Jesus 
Thank you, Lord. Kofradisa fanta leta sister la hatis. Kofradiga fanta lika sister et fredi ikstesteras esfer estis. Zink ok tis vat et ses. Zan kroz ik et ikzas. Zumpref ek ant ish. Tuntrek is. Zank aus ek aktut ek aktut ek tek. Truk ek tus tredix. Krutes ek krut. Trum es farat ish. Trunt ek stank tomt akt. Act, 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 cross, 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 Anyone has an interpretation to that? Thank you, Jesus. Anyone? Oh, bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. I actually saw you. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. For the thoughts that I have towards you, says the Lord, they are thoughts of good, not of evil, to give you a hope and a future. All you just need to do is to trust me. Trust me. Watch me shape you. Trust me. Give yourself wholly to me. Let the words that you declare match with the status of your heart. Trust me. Watch me transform you. Trust me. Would you give me the chance? Would you give me the opportunity? I have delegated authority to you. Can you hand it over? Can you surrender yourself to me in this season and watch me shape you? Watch me transform you? Would you just trust me in this season? I have plans for you. I have plans for you. Plans to unveil you. Plans to transform you. You will look back and not recognize yourself. Would you trust me? Would you trust me, says God? Wow. Glory to God. That's tongues and interpretation of tongues right there. During the word conference, the feast, we're going to teach a lot about that so that you can have a proper understanding of these things. All right, PL, let's go see you next. Just play for me. Worthy is the name Jesus. You deserve the praise. Worthy is the Shut your eyes. Embrace him. Just love on your Lord. <laughs> Woo.
right, praise God. Um, and so I remember going for that meeting that, you know, I, I literally just followed her that day to that particular meeting. And right there in the meeting, I just knew that I was supposed to give my salary that month. Meanwhile, that was January, <laughs> the beginning of the month. I just knew everything. And I remember getting home and thinking, who sent me a message to follow this girl and all that? But I committed myself to it. You know, I mean, I didn't have it there. And at the end of the month, you know, I sowed that seed. I can't remember how I went through February. I honestly cannot remember. But then I sowed that seed, you know, uh, that January. I remember that six months down the line, I got a car, you know, um, that I, I, I just had no idea how it came, but then it came. Um, I remember that that same car, about the following year, that same car, God started to nudge my heart. I just, at some point, I just knew that this thing was supposed to leave my hand. I just, I was sensing, now, I think that was probably one of the toughest, you know, I remember calling Pierce to tell him about it because <laughs> I, I think I'd even told Pierce before I even could mention it to my wife because I was trying to think of how she was going to take it. And as I mentioned it to her, she just said, eh, if that's what God is saying, I'm like, eh. And, you know, that her response was very soothing for me. I wouldn't lie because it made it very easy because that was the only car that we had, you know. But then I, I mean, God You know knew. what today's hashtag would be? Married wife, we get sense. <laughs> we get spiritual sense. Marry wife, it gets why. I mean, I think you guys said it gets why. Uh-huh. That's the hashtag. So, and um, I mean, God already told me who. Because another way I say, uh, I don't talk. Um, this Okada, where you want me to drive. Um, and God had already told me who exactly you know where to sow that seed to, and I just at that point I just did everything that I needed to do. In fact, the day I was going to hand it over, it was you know like feeding feeding sheep to go and lay it down to be slaughtered. You know, I remember going to service the car. I just did everything. If I changed tires, changed everything, and I just went to hand over the key. And I went home and I said, God, I've done what you told me to do. I don't want to think of what happens next or what it's going to, but I just did it. And um, I, I, I think that one of the things that I've seen work in my life, and it's that same thing you mentioned, Pierce, is that quarter two, you know, you know they reach, something will show up something somehow will show up. And I just want to share this, that, you know, something God told me some few, like a month or two months back about us being, about us being um, custodians. And, you know, God told me, you know, I, and everybody wants, you know, when we hear that word, you know, custodian of wealth, custodian, you want, you, it's something that you want to be. But God told me that you can't be a custodian if when I want to get what I put in your hand, it's going to be difficult for me. So if God is going to struggle to get back what he has given you, you're not ready to be a custodian as of wealth. You, as you were speaking now, you know what I saw? What God told me was that the meaning of the custodian is that you own the box, I own the key. <laughs> That's what I saw. This is Copeland's anointing now. Let me explain what you see. <laughs> you own the box, I own the key, so I lock it and open it how I want you to give from. But if you don't do as I want you to do, I'll lock it up. So I open it, lock it, open it, lock it, because I'm on the key. You are just with the box. 
So you you do it based on if it's lock and key, lock and key or lock and open, you follow the hand of the Lord. I mean, so that's just to say, God, God can't put in your hand what would be difficult for him to collect, basically, you know. And so we are, we are just, we are there to, 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 to channel his resources. He's, it's his own. It's his. So when he requires it, when he calls for it, you let it out. You, are, you don't own anything. There's nothing, there's nothing that you came to with this earth. Everything. Is there anything that we have that we haven't received? Like the scripture says. So, you, we, until we position ourselves like that, to know that whatever it is that God places in our hands, it's not yours. It's his. When he calls for it, just release it. He will tell you where to, you know, place it. He will tell you where to channel it to. And I pray that, you know, God will bring us to that place. That grace will rest upon us in Jesus' name. Let me just say this final words as we close. Such a powerful. How many of you can feel so much? I think this Gethsemane this season has just been something else. You know, it's so enriching. And I hope you go back to listen to it again. You know, you, you see, you can't cast out mammon. You know, you can't cast out mammon. You can say, the only way to break the back and the hold of mammon in a man's life is by giving. You can't cast it out. The only way is by giving. You know, this season we are doing a lot in the church, across all the churches. Media, put a picture of Ikeja, our new facility. Um, you guys should have it. You know, we're moving to a new facility and we're moving from the 3rd of December. Right? You can put your hands together for the Lord again. We announced on Sunday. So we're moving to Graduate Invest Center from the 3rd of December. So from this month, how many of you did I was here on campus? Is this secondary school? So you can start writing on the wall, but we collect the money from you. Say, I was here. Carry Center, I was here. So by 3rd of December, we are going to be moving fully. Um, Lekki as well. You can show the Lekki facility as well. Um, we're moving to um, another facility in Lekki. This is Lekki's venue. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. And then you can show um, Akure. That's still Lekki. Akure. And by the way, Akure is moving to their own facility this Sunday. They can't wait. They have energy. And amen. So you can show the inside. Are you right? All right. Let's put our hands together for the Lord. So the new Ikeja, the new Lekki, and the new Akure all moving to their facility. Um, this morning or yesterday, we we're doing a breakdown of some of the things that we're going to need because we're buying the equipment, sound, LEDs, every single thing at once. You know, um, at least as of today, we have a budget of almost fifty something thousand dollars, right? Yes. Yeah, on our table. And by the glory of God, from tomorrow, we're going to. Have we made any transfer yet? All right. But from tomorrow, we're going to start. You know, um, buying those things, and we are going to spend nothing less than seventy million to do all of this, to buy all the equipment 
the sound. And you know, you know the taste. You know the new taste. We can't do anything lower. It has to be the high standard. We're getting LED. We are getting all of those things. And so I want to encourage you again. Um, and I want to challenge you again. You know, be a part of this. Give in a way you've not given before. 100,000, 1 million, 2 million. Be a part. You can put the account details on the screen, right? If you want to partner with this assignment, with what God has asked us to do, we have one, less than one month, right? Um, from tomorrow, we're going to start sending money out to start buying some of those things or shipping many of them out of the country. And trust God. The Bible says that He gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So if you want to sow, God will find seeds and put in your hands. If you want to eat, He will give you bread to <laughs> anyone you want to do. But sowing would always produce much more bread. Glory to God. So I want to really encourage you. And don't wait till you have. I want to have. Start from where you are. Respond. There's a way, there's a way to respond in faith. Go ahead, sir. Response opens the channels. It's saying, God, I'm positioning myself as a sower and not an eater. Give me seed, I will sow. And, you know, you know um, when Moses, God told Moses, tell the Israelites to bring me an offering and build me a temple. And they continue to bring, and they continue to bring, and they continue to bring. I can imagine the very first person who brought the seed opened the channel, the whole nation. So nobody left out, nobody left out, nobody left out, nobody left out. Be part of this. He said in the morning, Ecclesiastes 11, in the morning sow your seed. In the night withhold not back. Don't, don't say, ah, it's them. No, it's us. Right. We are the ones who are going to sow. You and I. And let's watch God. Yeah. Let's watch God. If he's truly the creator of the heavens and the earth. P.S. He said, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Is he truly the owner? He's going to supply. But you position yourself to be a channel through which he's going to supply. Amen. So powerful. You know, so that some people just be like, oh, it's them. They are the ones. Once they finish the venue, let's move. <laughs> no, don't do that. Well, and give at whatever level that you are. And whatever might you can stretch and just do it. Just do it. Give crazily. Let's build God. We hope you were greatly blessed by today's message because God still has so much He wants to share with you. So stay connected every week to experience uplifting and life-changing moments in His presence.